Well, welcome to another week of the podcast that we call Time in God's Word. And this is David Carnes, and it is so great to be with you again. And as we begin another week together, we're going to continue our look at 1 John chapter 5 and verses 1 through 5. And what a study this has been, right? I mean, we're calling this the Overcomer Series. And this is that part of John's letter where he refers to the Christian as the one that has overcome, or we could say is an overcomer. And as we have learned, as one comes to Jesus by faith, then salvation is secure. The believer in Jesus is truly a conqueror, a victor, an overcomer. And we remember that the true believer is victorious over Satan, over death, the world, also the false teachers, and as badly as those entities try and take the believer out of the Father's hands, they can't do it. It is just absolutely impossible. And so we have looked into all of that, but now you remember that last week we began to answer a a very important question. And the question is, well, how can you know? How can you be assured that you're an overcomer? And please make note of this, but that is what 1 John focuses in on. The theme of this letter is assurance of salvation, that you can know that you're saved. You don't have to guess about this. And so, again, we ask that very important question, so how can you know that you're an overcomer, truly saved, victorious in Christ? And let me say, but John answers that question for us in the text. And he does this by giving us three elements that mark out the true believer, the overcomer. And those three elements, they are faith, love, and obedience. Now, last week we spent all our time together just unpacking what we call true faith. But now, today, we're going to look at this love that John speaks of. We'll call it sacrificial love. And understand, but what John is going to teach here from the Scripture is When you're living out this love, when it's habitual, when it is continuously being lived out, then this points out that you are real, you're true, a believer in Jesus. Now remember, as we go through this, that John, he's not teaching perfection here. Sin does interfere with the holy life at times. But John is saying that this love is a continuous picture lived out in the life of the true believer. And so now, with all that said, let's do this. Let's jump into this. Let's pull out what God has for us here in this most wonderful text. And let's begin now to spend time in God's Word. Here's the first point then this afternoon. If you're a note taker, you'll write this down. Point number one in all this then is the overcomer consistently expresses sacrificial love. That's point number one. The overcomer consistently expresses sacrificial love. Now, where do we see this? Well, we're going to see it in verse 1. We're going to see it in verse number 2. And as you look at your Bibles, again, 1 John chapter 5, and you look at verse number 1, we're going to pick this up halfway through this verse, where John writes, And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. Do you see that? Been born of Him. Then look at verse number 2. We'll just keep reading. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. Now just stop right there. Now, as we begin to look at this point, I want to bring something out here. And that is, when you simply sit down and you begin to read this letter, this epistle, 1 John, 
You know what you're going to come to find very quickly? You just do a quick read through this. You're going to find, and we've brought it up before, but you're going to find that John is constantly going back and constantly bringing up points that he brings up earlier in the letter. He's constantly going back and forth. And what I mean by that is, you look at this point in this letter, for example. John brings up what? He's going to bring up love. That's what we're going to be looking at. Now, this is not the first time that he has brought up love in this letter. All through this letter, he speaks of love and how the true follower of Jesus loves. He does it all the time. And so John is constantly reviewing. That is constantly what he is doing. He is constantly going deeper into topics and issues of the faith. And again, he brings up love like he has on several occasions in this letter already. Now, let me just remind us of this word, its meaning, as he uses it here. But each time John uses this word here in the text, he's using that Greek word agapeo. Sometimes you'll hear the word agape, but here it is literally the word agapeo. This is the word out of the Greek language. The word agapeo, now do you remember this? It is a word, it is a love that refers to a, a selfless love. This agapeo, it is a word that points to a selfless love. That is what it means. It is a sacrificial love. It is a love that is always looking at the other person, asking, what can I do for you, not what can you do for me? That's not the road this word goes down. It is a sacrificial type of love. By the way, this is a love, don't forget this, this is the love that comes from God. It is a love that only the Christian possesses. This is not a love that is created by the world. God has created this in the heavenlies, and He has placed it in each one of His children. When you come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit then comes and indwells you, the Holy Spirit of God brings everything that He is, character and all, and part of that is what? This love. And so it indwells the believer. Remember this, over in chapter 4, verse number 7, let me just read this. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. That's agapeo. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Do you see that in your Bible? And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And so again, God places this love within every believer. Now, that's just reviewing this love. We've looked at this on countless occasions as we've been walking through this letter. But now with that said, we go back to the text. And I want us to notice that John gets very specific in what he says in regard to this agapeo, this selfless sacrificial love. And what I mean is, I want you to notice this, but John says in verse number one, and you're looking at your Bible, in verse number one, John says that everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. Do you see that? I don't want you to miss this, but do you see that John says, so the one that loves God the true believer is going to be the one that loves those born of him. What's that mean? It's simple. In other words, John is saying the true believer is not only the one that loves God, but the true believer is the one who loves the ones that God loves. Who would be who? His children. That's how you get specific on this. And so, if you're a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are going to not only love God, but you are going to also love God's children, other believers. By the way, he says the same thing in verse number 2. Look at your Bible again. 
In verse number two, he says, he writes, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. Now he's saying the same thing. When we love God, then we will love the children of God. It's not hard to understand, is it? That's all he's saying right there. So if you want to know if you're an overcomer, then just look and see if you are loving God and then also in turn loving other believers. And this is consistent in your life. This is just how you live. This is it. It's habitual. And this is all he's saying. But now with that said, you remember that I said to you that John throughout this letter, he's doing what? He's constantly revisiting issues. He's constantly revisiting topics of the Christian's faith. And this topic is no different. This love. I mean, on numerous occasions throughout this letter, John, what he does is he, he has brought up the fact that if you are a true believer in the Lord Jesus, then one thing that you will live out through your life consistently, habitually is, you will demonstrate love toward other believers. And again, this is what John is saying here. Also, with that said, then, I want to do this. Because again, we're, we're kind of looking at, he says it all the time. Let me just remind us of where he says it and how he says it. So let's do a review, a, a review in this way. But let's begin by going back to chapter 2. And you can turn back there. But let's just walk through this. I want you to see this. John is big on this. But in chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, John writes this. John writes, whoever loves his brother abides in the light. Do you see that? And in him there is no cause for stumbling. And so, okay, stop right there. So John says, if you love your brother in Christ, then you are walking in the light. That's his way of saying you're saved. If you're loving, you're consistently loving your brother or sister in Christ, there for them, agapeo, how can I help you, not how you can help me? If that is you, then you're in the light. But then, by the way, John also says, watch this. Go back and look at this. He says, the true believer will make sure that you are not the cause of stumbling for your brother. In other words, you're not going to be the cause or the reason that a brother or sister in Christ, what, falls into sin. You're not going to be that cause, that reason of stumbling. But you're there for what? You're there to encourage. You're there to help. You see a need, you see that they are in great need of help, you're there. But then you look at verse number 11, still chapter 2. Let's just keep moving on. John writes, but whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks in the darkness. Strong words there, right? But understand that the lost world hates the true believer in Christ. Did you know that? The lost world does not love you. The lost world, the Bible says, hates you wants nothing to do with you. The one that is not a true believer hates the brotherhood. The saints of God, having nothing really to do with the saints of God, have, have no interest in relationship with Christians whatsoever. It's not there. But now let me say this, and I, I shared this with you in the past. But when someone comes to Jesus by faith, then all of a sudden there is, now listen to me, when someone comes to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, do you know what overwhelms them? What overwhelms them is, i got to be around other Christians now. That's what happens. It really does. You want to share your life with others who have the same faith, who have the same belief, who share in the same love that you share in with the same God, the one and true only God. 
And that's just what you want to do. True believers in Jesus truly desire to be in the presence of each other. Is that you? I hope it is. Because I'm telling you, this is what the Bible says. If you're a true believer in Jesus, then, for example, guess what? You can't wait to be here at 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. You can't wait. You can't wait to be with the brotherhood. You can't wait to be here to worship together with, with other Christians. You can't wait to fellowship. I mean, it's something you crave. It's something you desire. It's something that you long for. It's something that you want. It's something that you look forward to. That is it. That's the true believer. But now let me say this. If you're someone that comes to church, and we'll just look at it in this light. But if you're someone who comes to church and you come screaming and kicking, and if you're someone who comes to church and you come grudgingly, and you come just in order to make your spouse happy or somebody else close to you happy, or when you do get here, you can't wait to get out of here, you have no desire whatsoever to attempt to associate with the people of the church, to fellowship in some kind of way. Let me just say this to you. That is a pretty good indication that you are not a true child of God. You see, when someone comes to Jesus by faith, then what happens is that person now wants to be with the fellowship. That's what happens. That is what happens every time. But then let me also say that I'm not saying that Christians are to ignore the lost. We don't say that. We're not saying that we are not to have relationship with the lost. We are to do that. But yet what becomes very important to the true believer is the relationships that you now yearn for. And those relationships really, the ones that take precedence are those of people with like faith in the family of God. And you just yearn to be with them. Is that you? But then you move on. And again, we're just kind of walking through this. Uh, reminding us of what John has said about this love and the love for other believers. Do this for me. Go to chapter 3, verse 10. But in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 10, John writes, By this it is evident who are the children of God. He says, okay, I can tell you who's a believer. Who, John? And then he goes on to say, and who are the children of the devil? He says, I can tell you who are the children of the devil, who are lost. Who? He goes on to say, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, watch this, nor is the one who does not love his brother. You see that? What's he saying? He's saying the child of the devil does not love the brothers, the sisters of the true faith, but the child of God does. That's what he's saying. It's agapeo. 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. Look at this. John again writes, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Then verse 18. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Now, stop there. Let me remind us of something. This love, this agapeo, that is the focus here, Remember, it is sacrificial. Remember, it is selfless. But another way to describe agapeo is it is a love that is active. It is a love that does. It is a love that, that it does. It works. It, it's active. You see it in action. That's it. It's a doing kind of love. 
And you notice that John makes the point to say, so if you're a true believer in the Lord Jesus, then you will actually meet, what does he say? You will actually meet the physical needs of a brother or sister in need. That's what you will do. He says what? Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth, doesn't he? That's what he says. He even says there, if you don't do this, then how can God's love be in you? What can't? I said to you about a month and a half ago, it's, it's, time flies. <laughs> I said to you about a month and a half ago that Summit found ourselves in need of a meeting facility. Remember when we needed the meeting facility? Our meeting facility in Whetstone, absolutely, it's flooded. And when all that happened, literally, you remember this? Literally, the next day, the brothers and sisters of Christ Community Church stepped in and said, you have a need? We see the need, and so we are here, here to help. Use our building. No charge. Just meet here. You know what that is? That's agape. Oh, that's what that is. That's God's love. That is what true Christians do. That's what they do. By the way, and let me say this, and that is, there is a true joy in living out this love. It's fun. It brings great delight. It really does. And I don't know how, and I say that because I've seen this as well and heard this. I don't know how many times I've spoken with Jay Satterwhite, who is the pastor of Christ Community Church. I don't know how many times Jay has said to me, this is such a joy for us to open up our building for you, for you to have a place to meet. We, we just love doing this. It's a joy. And I don't know how many times I, I talked to him yesterday. He said the same thing. It's a joy, this agape and if you're not living agapeo, you're missing out on some fun. You're missing out on some joy. You really are. But then moving on, just reminding us again of what John has said about the true believer, loving other believers. Look at chapter 4, verse 7. Just go over there. I quoted this earlier. You remember this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Also the same chapter, verse 11. Look at this. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. Do you, do you get the picture here of what John is doing? And he's doing it constantly, isn't he? And again, if you're, if you're loving other believers, if you're expressing agapeo, that is that selfless love, sacrificial love. It's done on a habitual basis. It is what is stressed in your life. This is the way of life. Then this says you are an overcomer. But you express this kind of love toward other brothers and sisters in the faith. And when you do, the Bible says, God abides in you. Also, you might notice in that verse, verse 12 that we just looked at, do you notice at the end it says God abides in us and His love is perfected in us? You know what happens? Over time, this is what happens in the life of the true believer in Christ. But this agapeo, it's perfected. In other words, it matures. In other words, you see it more and more and more. That's what it means. I've often said to Christians, you know what? When you look at your life today, you should be able to look at your life a year from now and say, I'm a lot more like Jesus than I was a year before. 
And so you look at what John writes throughout this letter regarding love, and he stresses it again and again. And again, we see it in our text that is before us today. And again, it's chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And John, he just keeps coming back to that, doesn't he? You go back and you just do a study on it. And so we ask the question again, and that question is, so how do you know if you're an overcomer? How do you know if you're a true believer in Jesus? The answer is, you will love. You will agapeo. You will not only love God, but you, that love that you have for God, and that love that He has implanted in you, that agapeo, it will be played out in your life, and you will love others. It's your way of life. And let me say this, but the true believer loves this way simply because God through His Spirit lives in you. And I'll repeat myself, but when a person comes to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a transformation that takes place instantaneously, and the transformation is God comes and indwells you through His Spirit, and everything that God is, all of His character, all that He has, it now is in you, and part of what He has in you now is agapeo. And you prove it by living it. Well, how wonderful is all that? To know that God places this sacrificial, this selfless love in the life of every one of his children. This love that's been created by God, given by God to his own. But then, let me also just address something here before we close today. And that is that John is so clear to say that the true believer is pointed out as the one that loves other believers. Now, that doesn't mean we don't love the lost. Of course we do. And that love for the lost is one that yearns to share the gospel, to see the lost come to faith in Jesus. But let me say that to love other believers is a true mark of the true believer, simply because when you come to faith in Jesus, there is this desire now just to be among those with like faith, with those that love Jesus, to just be with each other in fellowship and also in worship of God. But that is the second element that marks out the true believer. Again, agapeo, this selfless love, this love that says, what can I do for you? Not what can you do for me? And again, just a wonderful truth. But now let me say, May you just have a blessed day, and I so look forward to seeing you again as we spend time in God's Word.